Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about what now? What do I do with money right now? What's my next move? And this has been inspired, I suppose, by lately in the past, I would say a couple months. I mean, this kind of always happens, but I feel like it's really ramped up the past couple of months. But every once in a while, I will post on Instagram, on my Instagram story and do a question box and I'll say, ask me anything and I'll answer questions. And a lot of times people ask me questions like, uh, you know, how much should I keep in my emergency fund or what's a good resource to learn how to start investing or, you know, something. A lot of questions are pretty generic of like, what do I do about, like, how do I focus on student loans when federal student loans are currently paused? Also, Yay, let's take a quick pause for, um, if you're watching this in real time, we just got the news that the Biden administration has now pushed the student loan payment freeze until August 31st of 2022. So super exciting. It was supposed to be up May 1st and you now have until August 31st. And if you are like, ah, what does that mean? What do I do? If you go back a couple podcast episodes, I have a whole podcast episode about what I, you know, what do I do about student loans? And in that episode, I made it prior to that announcement, but I talked about if you get an extension, here's what to do. And if there's not an extension, here's what to do and all the things. And so that podcast episode is still totally relevant. Go and get all the strategy that you could possibly need surrounding student loans. So go check that out if you have questions about what that announcement means for you. But anyway, so people ask questions um, and I should do a question box this week. I should do that. That'll be fun. Um, But anyway, so in those questions, though, I always get a lot of questions like this. I will have someone and they'll say, should I pay off my car? I'll have another question that says, should I save more? I'll have another question that says, should I be saving for a down payment on my house or paying off a private loan? Should I, you know, and it's all these questions that are super, super, super specific. And, and, and it's so funny because all of them are all across the board there. I mean, some people are asking me, should I pay off my car loan? Some people are asking me, should I take out a loan? Some people are, you know, it's all over. And So when I go to answer them, my answer is always the same. My answer is always the same. So instead of typing it out every single time, I thought, you know what? Enough people are asking me about it. Let me make a podcast episode specifically about this. Because I also get a lot of DMs too. 
that will say, hey, Chloe, and they'll kind of tell me like, you know, a couple things like I'm 26. I just graduated. Should I pay off my car loan or should I do this or should I do this or should I do this or should I do this? And my response is always really similar. Um, and, and then I'll kind of go into, I'll tell you my response and then I'll go into like some overall strategy. Okay. But my response is always this. It's a disservice for me to look at your one sentence question and give you advice. It truly is. It's a disservice. And and that's why I don't just tell you in the DMs, oh, definitely pay for your car loan. If you say, hey, should I pay off my car loan? And I say, oh yeah, for sure, definitely pay it off. I don't do that because it would be a disservice as uh, you know, as your you know, money mentor, money expert, whatever, it would be a disservice to me because especially over here at Deeper Than Money, we do not just look at the logistics. We do not just look at, oh, what's your loan at? Yep, pay it off. We look at so many things holistically about you and about your finances, about what are the other things you have going on in your life? What's the other debt? What interest rate is the other debt at? But also, what are your priorities right now? What are your goals right now? What do you stress about right now? What keeps you up at night right now? If, if money wasn't an issue or a problem or a roadblock, what would you be doing with your life? Right? We look at things so holistically and then we help you get to a spot where you feel confident knowing, oh, I definitely don't want to pay off my car loan right now or I definitely do. Right? So it's not as simple, which is why it's tough because of course, when you come and ask questions, of course, I want to help you. Of course, I want um, to help steer you in the right direction. But I want to make this episode because I want you to know that it's it's out of, uh, you know, it's almost like if you go to, uh, if you me- if you follow a doctor on Instagram or something, and you're like, hey, my stomach hurts, and they prescribed you medication, like over the DMs, like to me, I'm like, that's not a good doctor, right? They don't know anything. All they know is your stomach hurts. That could be a gazillion different things. You could have so many other things going on and without knowing your your personal medical history and your family's history and what's going on in your life and all of those other things, to me, that seems pretty, well, unethical and also not very holistic for someone to read one sentence about you and then just tell you what to do. Okay. So first I want to tell you if you've ever sent in one of those questions or a DM and, and been like, why won't she just tell me what to do? It's because I <laughs> I love you too much to give you a blanket response in that regard. Okay, so today I'm going to teach you some strategy of here's what we can do. We can go through this list and kind of see where do we fit in on this, okay? So whatever your question is, I want you to write it down. Let's say you're like, let's use the car loan, for example. Should I pay off my car loan or should I pay off my private student loans or something like that, okay? So I want you to walk through these steps with me. Now, the first thing I will recommend to anyone who's like, what should my goal be right now? What should I be focusing on? The first thing I'll recommend is if you do not have an emergency fund, create an emergency fund. So an emergency fund is money, savings that you keep in a high yield savings account. Um, you, I have a whole, uh, 
free training on high yield savings accounts. I'm pretty sure I have a podcast episode on high yield savings accounts as well. You can look up. I recommend ally.com, but you can use whichever one you want. A lot of people come to me and be like, but I want to use this one. I'm like, you can. I was just, a lot of people ask me my recommendation. I, for me, I use ally.com. So it's money you keep in savings. I recommend keeping one to three months of expenses. Okay. So that includes paying for your life for rent, for food, for whatever, for all of your bills for one month, two months, or three months. And if you're like, well, which one? I would do one month if you are someone who maybe you're like a college student and maybe parents or somebody, grandparents are helping you out and you don't really have that many expenses. They're pretty low and you have a lot of flexibility in your life. Maybe one month is fine. If you're someone who maybe you live by yourself or you live with people who are depending on you or maybe you have pets uh, or you have a little higher expenses, then I'd probably do something closer to three months because, again, if, if you are the sole, if you're either the breadwinner or the sole provider, even if it's of yourself, right? Like I am the sole provider, even though it's just me and my dogs. Um, I'm the sole provider to where if something came up and I was like, oh, I can't, I don't have the income or something to pay for that this month, I would need to make sure I had that in savings. And so then I would recommend moving closer to having three months in your emergency fund. Again, this is just to start. This is just to start. Okay. So if you're like, I have that checked off, then you're going to move on to the next one. If you don't have that checked off and you're like, Chloe, should I be paying off my private student loans aggressively? You can, but I would sure recommend starting by having, making sure you have some sort of emergency fund, one month to three months of expenses kept in a high yield savings account. Okay. If you're like, I have that done, check. Now we're going to move to the next line. If you have a match option at work for your 401k or whatever else your place of work offers, are you taking advantage of it? I highly recommend that you take advantage of it. Um, This is often referred to as like free money that like, hey, if you don't take advantage of this, you're losing out on free money, which that is true. If you don't take advantage of your 401k match or whatever other match that your um, employer is offering, it, you know, you don't get that money. It's not like, oh, well, down the road, I'll double it and then I'll be able to do it. No, if you don't take advantage of it this month, then you're, you don't get that. So making sure you're taking advantage of that um, is very important. And um, what was I? I feel like I was going to say something else about your 401k. Oh, oh, oh. It's often referred to as like, oh, it's free money. All right. We had my dogs who were incredibly excited about what I was about to say. But uh, your match at work for your 401k or whatever else that that might be is often looked at as like free money, right? Like, oh, if you don't take advantage of it, you're losing on the free money. I would encourage you to look at it like, no, that is money that I was offered in my offer letter, right? Like when you're given your salary or your benefits or whatever else, it's really similar to like paid time off, right? If you have paid time off in your uh, like benefits package and you're not taking advantage of that, technically you're not just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm missing that. Technically you're making less per year because you're working more hours and making the same thing if you're like a salaried employee. And so 
that then dips into what you are making then throughout the year, right? So it's really important to take advantage of, you know, paid time off, but also 401k because that is, or any matches, I mean, because again, that is something that's built in to where if you're not taking advantage of that, then you're not getting the amount that was offered to you when you started that job. Okay, so making sure you're taking advantage of a match. And if you're like, but I don't know how to know if my employer offers anything, that is not a stupid question to ask whatsoever. Email HR or whoever is in charge of HR if you work at a smaller company and say, hi there, I am curious. Um, I just wanted to follow up and double check on if we're offered a 401k match or whatever else and what that is. That's all you have to do and, and get that information. Okay, so that is the second thing. If you're like, yep, I'm already taking advantage of it, check. We're going to move on to the next one. The next one is high interest debt. Tackling high interest debt. And when I say high interest debt, I think of high interest debt anything over 10%. Now, the average credit card for like millennials and Gen Z is like 29% or something. The average credit card interest rate, excuse me, is like 29%. Holy shit, that's crazy. I know, it is. So if you're thinking, wow, what is my credit card interest rate? If you have credit card debt and it's 29%, especially those like super, super, super high interest debts like credit cards, those are things we want to tackle ASAP. Um, Again, still, I would say we want to do emergency fund first. We want to make sure we have a match at work um, if it's offered. And then we want to go and tackle that high interest debt, especially if you have high interest credit card debt. Um, okay. So then let's say you're like, oh, okay. I have high interest credit card debt. So I'm going to do that instead of paying off my car loan. But maybe you're like, nope, I don't have high interest credit card debt. Check. I've already done that. Now we're going to move on to the next thing. Okay. So now we're starting to ask ourselves, okay, I've done those core three things. What are my next options? What are my next priorities? So let's take a look at what next options are. So the first option let's look at would be increasing your the investing that you do into retirement accounts. So this could look like opening a Roth IRA as long as you fit into the requirements that are the like income requirements and things like that. Um, that could be a great option. Another option could be to start paying down lower interest debt. So again, that would be probably where your car loan or maybe a private loan falls into. Uh, Let's say your car loan's at 5% or 4%. So then maybe that's what your priority is. Um, Another option could be growing your emergency fund from that one to three months of expenses to six to eight months of expenses. And you might be like, holy cow, that is a lot. And you're right, it is. But that there's two types of wealth, okay? There is wealth building wealth, right? Wealth building money, okay? And that is money that we are literally using to build us wealth, okay? Wealth building money. We, we, where do we put wealth building money? We put it into our investment accounts. We put it into um, places, maybe like, like real estate. We put it into wherever we're putting money into that we think we are going to get a big return on investment. 
But then there's another type of money that is wealth protecting money. And wealth protecting money is not necessarily money that is going to make us rich or build a ton of wealth, but it's money that's going to make sure that if anything happens, we are able to be protected so we don't have to dip into that wealth building money, right? So if we have eight months of expenses in our emergency fund, could that like potentially be a little much of like, do, do I personally, so I use, I have eight months of expenses in my emergency fund kept in a high savings account. Do I think that at any point I will have to use that entire thing? No, I don't. And and I hope I don't. And I'm going to knock on wood that I don't, but it is there to protect me. It is there to protect me. Am I making a crazy amount of money on that? No. Am I, could I be making a lot more money with that if I was putting that into investments? Sure. But that's not what it's there for. It is not wealth building money. It is wealth protecting money, which is why it is there. It's there if anything comes up unexpected that could throw me off um, to make sure that I have safety and security when it comes to finances. So again, if you're like, eh, eight months seems excessive, that's fine. Do something closer to six months. Um, But again, if you look at like the pandemic, so for me, my business and my income wasn't severely impacted by the pandemic because I'm fully online. This business is fully online. And if anything, as more things moved online, it was I would say like more people were being were online, more people were interested in this. Um, and so again, there I didn't have those roadblocks that let's say if I was a restaurant that I would have had. Does that mean that nothing could ever touch my business? Absolutely not, right? If, if there was a huge change in social media or if there's a huge change in, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, if like the internet was down or something like that, right? Like those things would be, very impactful, um, if not detrimental to my business, which is why I can't predict the future. And I want to make sure that I have that wealth um, protecting money in place. And again, I know it's not there to build me a ton of wealth, but I keep it there so I can put all my other money into um, wealth building, focus on wealth building. Okay. Um, Another option we have is saving for a big purchase. Maybe you are wanting to focus on saving for a down payment for a house. Maybe you're wanting to save for a car. Maybe you're wanting to save for a boat or a remodel of your house or whatever that may be and you're wanting to pay cash and so you're wanting to save up for that. Amazing. Another great option. Um, so here's the thing though, you might be thinking, so what, which one do I choose? Here's the thing. It's up to you and your priorities and what you have going on in your life and what, what would make the biggest difference to you, right? Here's where it's, it's not just about what makes the most sense on paper. It's about what makes the most sense for your life, for your happiness, for your freedom, for your joy, for the goals that you want to have. If you are thinking, oh my gosh, my biggest priority in life is that I want to buy a house soon, then maybe your goal after you do the first three of emergency funds, match 401k, match it, work, high interest debt, maybe after that, instead of paying off your car loan, you're like, oh, I really want to start saving for a down payment on a house. And I also want to maybe um, decrease 
some of my, maybe I do want to decrease my car loan or other debt. So my debt to income ratio is um, impacted for the better. So that could be an option, right? Um, But here's the thing. It's really up to you and it's about learning how do I make the best financial decision for me, even if it's different from what my friends are doing or what my family says or what my parents want me to do or whatever else. And here's what I will say is that if you're wanting to get to a spot where you feel so confident in making your own financial decisions. I, again, I could not, I have probably talked about this on here before, but I could not recommend checking out Wealth Accelerator. If you're looking for some help with this process, I could not recommend it anymore to check out Wealth Accelerator. It's our 12-week transformational group coaching program. And this is what we do. But instead of just me saying, you know what, pick one of these and how does it apply to you and blah, blah, blah. We like you are in this program, you're learning through modules of of all of these different broken down financial literacy pieces of like, what is my credit score? How to pay off debt fast? What are the debt paying off strategies? What let's talk about investing strategies. But then you also have a team of trained coaches to personally walk you through how do we apply this to your life to walk you through so you have someone to say okay here's where I'm at and and here's my whole holistic story and I'm thinking about doing this does that make sense and and we're we're um you know me and my team we can walk through of like what does this choice look like and what does this decision look like and the whole goal of the program is that you come out of that program not only with a ton of money wins, but also coming out of that program knowing that going forward, regardless of what comes up, you feel confident in your financial decisions. And more importantly, what we teach is sustainability to where we're not just teaching you, go pat for your car loan and don't see the inside of a restaurant until it's done. Like we would never say that. We're teaching you, hey, here's exactly how to pay off the, let's say the car loan is what you're focusing on. Here's how to pay off the car loan. But how can we do that in a way where you're not sacrificing memories right now? You're not sacrificing things you care about. You're not feeling guilt when you want to online shop. You're not feeling judgment when you um, look up how much debt you have. You're not feeling all of these negative emotions around money because we help you get to the root cause of why why do you feel that way about money and and how can we get ahead truly holistically and not just on paper? How can we get to a spot where the, the moves we're making with money is not just paying off our debt, but it's helping create more freedom in our life and, and helping us get to a spot where we're creating the life of our dreams that we want. So, um, I didn't really plan on, on (laughs) talking about wealth accelerator there, but, uh, again, I want to give you that resource for you to check out because again, so many people, it's not that we are, or I am right now gatekeeping like, oh, actually they should always do this, but I'm not going to tell them. It truly depends on your priorities and what you have going on. And, And that's why we created Wealth Accelerator to create that community to where we can answer those questions because we spend 12 weeks getting to know you and your entire financial situation and what you believe to be true about money and everything else to where we can answer those questions and and to where we can help you 
and guide you in making those those confident decisions. So um, I'll put the link in the show notes. Go and check that out. Or you can go to deeperthemoney.com and, and there's a drop down work with Chloe and you'll see Wealth Accelerator. Go check it out. Um, and again, regardless of what your next step is, it's okay, right? It's okay to make make the decision and to go with it. And it's okay if it's different than what other people are doing as long as it's something that makes the most sense for you, right? Personal finance, it should be so personal to you and what you have going on. And I hope this podcast makes it a little bit easier to choose what that next step is so you can start working towards it and start using money as a tool to create more freedom in your life. So thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast, and we will see you back next week. 